Wednesday, November 29, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe in the gospel and go to heaven. Don't not believe the gospel and go to hell. Amen. Proverbs 29, verse 7. The righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth not to know it. There's a lot of evil people who don't give a crap about poor people. Not just poor people, but like normal people that are being oppressed. God hates injustice. And today, I would like to, by God's grace, do a notice going for Merrick Garland and Jack Smith. We're going to cover this at the end of the live stream. So it's the main story, but because we're writing a notice, we're going to be doing it, you know, on the second part. But the main story is basically the idea that there are subpoenas for tweets. Jack Smith, the guy politically, I believe, propagandized and motivated to go after President Trump, this morning issued subpoenas to social media companies, specifically X, Twitter, for people who have liked tweets of the president. When the president used to be tweeting on Twitter, presumably, ostensibly, the reason for these indictments, not indictments, the reason for these subpoenas are because the president was tweeting in, around, and about January 6th, the Fed's erection, and Jack Smith, the guy trying to figure out where Donald Trump is done something wrong such that they can prosecute him to make something stick to prevent him from being president because he's the guy that's destroying the globalists' plans, is trying to figure out something, and one of the things that it seems that he's going to be doing is extending the digital net to people that have supported President Trump by virtue of just clicking that little heart button or the retweet button or speaking about what President Trump was saying on January 6th. So I want to I want to engage this directly, but before I engage that directly, I want to point you to if I may, humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. This is the best selling blend right here. It's the humble blend. See, I I named it humble after the attribute of Christ that he most exemplifies. I mean, he perfectly exemplified all of them. But humility is the one that just... it just it's, There's Bible verses on the side of this thing. This is air-roasted coffee delivered directly to your door. Private membership association, not in commerce. So when it comes to your door, portions of the proceeds goes to mail Bibles around the nation. Uh, humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. Bible verses on the side allow you to hone in on the attributes of Jesus Christ. Read the Bible, know Jesus, believe the gospel, don't go to hell. Amen. Uh, thank you for that. I want to point to this guy named Tom Fenton. Tom Fenton is an attorney. He's a political conservative. This is his tweet today. He's in charge of this, um, this group, uh, Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch is a, you know, again, I, I believe a politically conservative, generally you know, righteous organization that wants good stuff in government. And this is the tweet that Tom Fenton tweeted today. It says, breaking news that Jack Smith and Biden DOJ, with the support of leftist D.C. judges, obtained a sweeping subpoena on American citizens, including, quote, lists of Twitter users 
who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted by Trump's at Twitter account, as well as all tweets that include the username associated with the account, i.e. mentions or replies, lends further to Congress defunding now this rogue operation. Call your members of Congress now to share your views, 202-225-3121. I appreciate what Tom Fenton is doing. I agree with him politically that the radical left is destroying America. But because I'm a student of Dave Jose at Real Dave Cares for you at Twitter and and Dave Cares for you on Telegram, we're just going to look at the fundamental law. We're going to look at what the fundamental law says. We're going to look at what the Constitution says. We're going to look at what the statutes grant the provisions for the government to do. And we're going to identify what the government is doing as it's abusing its power to come in the style of a granted authority as it's violating your secured right. That's what we're going to put together today. And I would just point out that most people, like Tom Fenton, who are attorneys, are going to say, we need to call the members of Congress now. we got to stop the funding. I used to think like that. I used to think as though everything in the world, in the government, needed to be solved by the people in the government. I now no longer think that. I now know by right you and me may instruct government. We may tell them what the law is. We can tell them what to do. And I'm going to show it. By God, I'm going to show you this. Now, I do want to play Tom Fenton's response, the video that he was doing, because it shows kind of how he posits things. Again, I, I, I agree with him politically. I agree with what's going on in the sense that he wants conservatism in government. I completely agree with that. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to separate and get away from this trained inaction. See, because while I agree with him politically, and I used to agree with him, call your member of Congress, I think that is now reinforced. That's reinforcement of training that says, be an Oliver Twist and please ask your legislators for help. Please ask them to do stuff. I think it's dumb. I don't think he's dumb. I think the trained idea is dumb. And I think that one of the challenges people need to do, specifically Christians, need to repent of this slaved thinking, this enslaved, trained way of considering how our government runs, as we always have to write our legislators. Or call them. Give them a call. They're burning down the phone lines. They're going to take notice. They're going to do stuff. I just think that way is old. But this is what Mr. Fenton has to say. Let me... uh, I didn't program it. Let me do this. And there we go. I'm Tom Fenton. I'm president of Judicial Watch, America's leading government watchdog organization. Uh, We have a simple request for Congress. Do your job. It's not enough to do investigations and reports. We need to stop the government corruption and abuse uh, that is so concerning to the American people. Now, I I just, I, I, I have to do this. I have to do this. Did you catch it? He says, America's leading watchdog organization. This is this man's job. This man earns his living being a watchdog. And he just said to end corruption. Question, what remedy has he provided? Where are the solutions? Are the solutions, as his tweet says, which are what? To call your congressman? 
You're just going to call him? Is that going to work? Now, I, again, I, I politically agree with this guy. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. He may be, certainly. So I politically agree with him. But look at how he's posing it. Call your congressman in corruption. I'm, you know, the, the leading government watchdog. That's a tagline, folks. That's that's a that's a that's a brand pitch. Nike, just do it. Be all that you can be. McDonald's, I'm McLovin' it, right? Like it, it, these are it's a brand pitch. The government leading watchdog, right? Let's just continue, but just keep that in mind as he as he talks. Uh, in this new budget fight, we're basically the old budget fight that we're being asked to pretend is new. Uh, the, there's an inflection point. Are we going to continue to fund Republicans in the House the wild abuse by the Biden administration of its political opponents, the mass censorship of tens of millions of Americans? Now, now keep in mind, he's now talking about a budget. So this is a lawyer in charge of, you know, the, the leading government watchdog who's saying that he wants to end corruption by talking about a budget and now the context of all the things that he's going to list that are corrupt, which I agree with him on. I agree that these things are corrupt. I agree with him. He's now couching the context of the solution to the corruption as being by way of the budget fight. This man's an attorney who instead of speaking about the rights that are secured in the Constitution that prohibit government violating your free speech, Instead of making that argument, he's now going to say you need to talk to your congressman so that they can vote the right way on this funding bill so that the funding bill can get at these solutions where government would ostensibly defend your rights. I hope that makes sense. Let's continue. Americans, the border invasion we've heard so much about and the other wild abuses of power that are right now fully funded with Congress. And I don't know what we're talking about with a clean CR. I see a dirty CR, a CR that will fund the worst, the dirty politics and corruption in our federal government. Yeah, I, I'm going to end right there. When we come back to the second portion of the live stream, we will engage that. So I'm not going to continue to dive in that, even though it's it's like I'm, I'm already focused. But it's this idea that Jack Smith, the corrupt you know, U.S. attorney that's going after President Trump has issued these subpoenas. The leading government watchdog, who I politically agree with, is saying that they need to call the congressman to get a clean CR in order to go against the corruption in government. I politically agree with all of that. I am just now aware that that whole mantra, that system, that frame of mind for giving remedy to problems, it's broken. It doesn't work. I don't think that it's ever worked. It's always Lucy with the football. It's always moving the goalposts. It's always a, ah, I just came up short. Next election cycle. Vote Republican, donate to the RNC. I, I think Christians, I'll speak to the audience. The purpose of this live stream is to make the daily news bow to the king. Make it bow to Christ. This right here is looking at real world problems, open borders, abortion, fiat currency, um, you know, attacks on food supply, the censorship of speech, the, the, the abuse of the DOJ against innocent Americans. These types of things are real life abuses. I, can, I, I agree with him. Now I want to change how. Now I want to change how. So we'll get to that in the second part, but the first part that I want to look at are these, uh, if I can, just it, it is just a hard shift. There's no better segue than I'll just I'll just roll the rock. We'll just we'll just make the dead alive, amen. We'll just 
completely roll the rock and get out of that. Okay, so we just rolled the rock. A couple days ago, the Kansas City Chiefs were playing, and this young man has made just national news. And this is absurd. Not only do I hate racism, but I hate the fact that racism is being used to control people. Specifically white people, or people that look like they're white or have white skin. I think the entire thing's godless. I think it's stupid. I think that people who promulgate it or let it affect their brains are cowards. They're cowards because they don't want to be called racist. And now you have a little boy. This is from Matt Wallace, a couple days. Just in, Chiefs fans are planning to wear all, wear all wear black and red face paint to the next game in a massive show of support for this boy who the media called racist. Amen. So this little boy goes to the NFL game. Wearing headdress, half of his face black, half of his face white. And some stupid moron, Karen What's-His-Face, writes an article for Deadspin. Karen Phillips, this has since been uh, deleted by the way. Deadspin says, the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface. Native's headdress. They're doubling down upon racism. Are you going to say anything, Roger Goodell? And of course, the man is a black guy. Now I just want to point this out. How privileged is it that all you need to do in order to be advanced in social media or journalism or commentary is to have a certain skin color and then to say other people are making fun of people with my skin color. That's zero talent. Literally zero talent. And think about the the market that has trained that way of thinking. This, this man, Karen, what's his name? Karen Phillips, which has an unfortunate first name, amen. Almost close to Jaren. <laughs> but this guy, imagine this guy, little kid. Little, little you know, young boy Karen. He's probably got his daddy, maybe. He's probably got, you know, people in his home saying, hey, Karen, you can grow up and be a sports, you know, an analyst. You can grow up and talk about, like, all sorts of stuff. And he's like, yeah, I want to have good ideas and give good commentary on sports. And then as he's growing up, you've got God-haters who reduce God's image-bearers down to that of their skin color, and they infuse it with this Marxist have-have-nots type of lawlessness that's now run rampant. I mean, it's obvious to use the skin color of people, which is a creative distinction that God made to show how creative he is and how all the colors are supposed to obey him. Instead, you're using it to advance demon, lawless, satanic, garbage, hate-fueled, never-solutioned propositions. You're black, I'm white. We gotta be enemies because of our skin color. And so anyway, this guy grows up and as he's got his little Holly Hobbit notebook, he's he's writing things down. He's like, okay, that was a good tackle on third and seven by number 26. And he's a sophomore at the University of Iowa. And he's like doing all the things and he's going up through journalism school. And at some point, at some point, Karen Phillips, the sports commentator, crosses that Rubicon. He crosses the Rubicon from content and analysis and, oh, you're blending history and the ability of what they're doing. Look at how his, his footing is. Look how um, you know, strong he is, his weight training technique, his, you know, the team, the, the strategy. You cross the Rubicon from doing good journalism. I'm giving him credit here. I'm, I'm assuming he's done this before. You cross that Rubicon and now you're like, yeah, this guy, he making fun of black people and I'm black, so he can't do that. Like my stuff, hire me. <laughs> and, 
and Deadspin, the 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 standard of sports journalism, the standard of media publications, hires this guy and it says, "Listen here, Karen." Talk to him like he's a slave, probably. Listen here, Karen. We don't want none of that them their commentary. We don't want none of that smart stuff. We want you to scour the audience. And anytime someone who's white does something that goes against your skin color, we want you to write about it. Because you're black and we need racism in order to sell clicks and advertisements, but really just to propagate this racial divide because we all hate Jesus and we only want to look at not Jesus so that we can divide America and conquer people. That's what we're really going for. Dead spin is more like gay spin. And so we, <laughs> we I, can't, I can't say that with a straight face. We want, we hear a dead spin, want Karen Phillips and other people to write based on their gender, their sexual preference, their skin color. And Karen Phillips, as he's typing with individual fingers, he's probably like, this kid is not black, but he got blackface. This is stupid. And it's reaching the point to where it's actually blowing back in people's face. It wasn't long, but the Babylon Bee, where, is he, where are we at? It wasn't long, but the Babylon Bee posted this. Journalists condemn Little Leaguer for wearing 12% blackface. Which is, I mean, that's just funny. It's just funny right there. I don't care who you are. I mean, let me be seriously. Karen Phillips, grown man, black dude. No, well, he not black. He, he's, he's white. And he got blackface on. And that makes me mad. And he didn't take two seconds to wait for the kid to go. To reveal the fact that the kid's face is actually... Where is this at? Is actually half red and half black. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even... He didn't even take that time. This shows the gag reflex to pounce on anything that affirms... Well, I'm black and you're white and you're trying to do stuff that's culturally appropriated and you a slave master. This little kid who's out with his parents at a football game is promoting slavery. Folks, we are to the point where you have to satire this. You have to insult these people at this point. There is no more reasoning with them. The gag reflex is racist. Oh no, did you, did you see that kid? He's got blackface on. Racist! You know, the, the, the America's built on slavery and 1619 Project and, you know, all this other stupid stuff. White, you know, white normalization of one man, one woman marriage with children is, you know, white normativity that's bad for people. This guy's a moron. This guy's a stupid moron. He makes his living being a moron. He makes his living writing stupid, writing stuff that's stupid. And then to, to go on, Karen, Karen does it this, he says, he says this, for the idiots, let me, let me, let me talk like it, for the idiots in my mentions who are treating this as some harmless act because the other side of hip fate were painted red, I could make the argument that it makes it even worse. Y'all are the ones who hate Mexicans, but wear sombreros on Cinco. The dude's just doubling down. Doubling down. Doesn't matter the fact that uh, the kid is Native American. <laughs> Doesn't matter that he's Native American. So the guy's, the kid's got Indian blood in him. So he's a natural tomahawk chopper, right? He's not only a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, which is one of the coolest, you know, teams because it's got that Atlanta Braves type of, oh, 
which is cool, by the way. You get the little war drums going, that's legit. I'm not even a Chiefs fan. I'm not even a Braves fan, but it's just, you know, I always liked it. I always thought it was cool. Uh, but the kid is Native American, which, by the way, I'm Native American. I'm Native American. By God, amen. It's just, it's just dumb. It, it, it's, it's to the point where people just need to be so outlandish and overly insulting towards people that are propagating this stuff. And when people, you know what, I, I didn't load it, but let me load it. I, I, I want to, if I can, to jump to this notion of Christian nationalism. Because I, let's, let's just hammer this. Let me load this in. Hold on. This All right, go ahead. Single greatest threat to religious liberty in the United States today, and thus our reputation as leaders in the fight for religious liberty to the rest of the world, is Christian nationalism. Notice her name is Miss Tyler. Does she have kids? <laughs> Does she have a family? She says she's a Christian woman. Does she have children? I don't know. Let's keep going. Christian nationalism is a political ideology and cultural framework that seeks to fuse American and Christian identities. Negative. It's not a political framework. It's the fact that Christ is king. He sits on the throne and he says everything is his. Go teach them all to obey. It's a biblical perspective that people who hate Jesus are calling them Christian nationalists so that people who are called nationalists will invoke the historical a the a historical trope of all nationalists are Mussolini, all nationalists are Hitler, and this feminist who probably doesn't have children, who claims to be a Christian, is now attacking the concept that Christians in America who see corruption, dead butchered babies from the womb, open borders, fiat currency. Kids in public schools paid by taxpayer dollars pretending to be kitties with litter boxes while learning about the 1619 Project. And oh, by the way, they can't bring guns to defend themselves. And so they're sitting, they're fish in a barrel when some other kid who's a tranny comes in and says, I'm going to shoot white Christians because of white Christian privilege, a la Nashville shooter. See, when Christians start to recognize the evil of the world and start to stand up, there will be people like this woman who, instead of being in the kitchen with children, is speaking on Capitol Hill as though she knows stuff. And because she calls herself Christian, though she don't demonstrate fruit, she is now coming from a position where she's going to repudiate something that she should agree with instead of lampoon and people who would otherwise hate her because she's a you know a white female christian they now embrace her because she's the one that they can use as the token to go against christians that would otherwise want america to look like it was at its founding in the fact that people worshiped jesus people read the bible people didn't want the government to be in the bedroom to censor the speech to do any of those things because they had the own morality trained in them diligently from their two-parent home one man one woman home to tell them not to steal not to be corrupt not to butcher babies in the womb not to go out and get a body count and have sex with everybody and then pop a pill the night after because you're too much of a whore and you get pregnated by people you don't even know this is the type of stupidity that this woman is representing. But yet she continues. Go ahead. Christian nationalism seeks to privilege Christians and Christianity in law and policy. 
we see what happens when religious nationalism in a country is allowed to flourish and use the... That's begging the question. We see what happens. You recognize how she did, didn't specify anything that happens. That's begging the question. That's question begging. Right there, she's making a, a logical fallacy, but she's lampooning. She's, she's going against Christianity. We see what happens in, in nations when they embrace Christian identity. Really? Where? Like America? Because America embraced Christian identity because America was Christian. Read our, read our Constitution. This lady is a product of public schools, probably an influence of people like, you know, from Brown University. She probably grew up watching Mary Tyler Moore and now she wants her moment in the spotlight, which is what she's going to have for her memory because she doesn't have children that are going to love her or give her grandkids in the future. Power of the state to attempt to force a set of religious beliefs or create only one accepted form of religious belief. To oppose Christian nationalism is not to oppose Christianity. In fact, a growing number of Christians, and I am one of them, feel a religious imperative to stand against Christian nationalism. Negative. She's a feminist who, in her political liberalism, celebrates the diversity, air quotes, of perspective. She's a pluralist. She wants America to be a, plural, a pluralistic society. And now that America is a pluralistic society, which is destroying the family, which is perverting the kids, which is allowing rife corruption throughout our government with no sense of civic accountability because the people have been educated in poorly ran, agenda-prone public schools. And now that we got a bunch of fornicators running around and when Christians dare read the Bible and say, let's do what the Bible says in our government, like the people who established our government said, she now comes up and says, well, there's a growing number of Christians who oppose this. Okay. All right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that lady. Done with her. That's just off the point. But when people are using skin color, when they're using racism, God makes things obviously different, night and day, right? Skin color. He makes things obviously different, which is not a point of departure to divide. It's a point to recognize, look how creative God is. Look how awesome he is to do stuff that isn't, that is so diverse in the real word, in the real meaning of the term. Not this stupid, Harvard-infused, propagandized use of the term. Look how creative God is. Wow, God, you sure are creative. Thank you for being awesome. I want to give you praise and worship and glory that I may be able to worship Jesus Christ because the gospel is for everybody and all nations will be represented. Revelation 21, 24, all nations will come to the king. Their kings will bow down to Christ. They will worship him. Philippians chapter two, every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. Everybody, everybody will worship Jesus everybody you, you you might not do it in this lifetime but your worship if you don't believe the gospel you're going to be crying out in pain you're going to be having hatred and you're going to know exactly who he is you're going to know exactly why you're in hell because you denied christ you've sinned against god and you've denied christ and that message is offensive to people because people are sinners people are prideful people don't want to repent they love their sin more than they love God. And so when Christians who see the world falling down, burning alive, and having bad things all over the place, when we see that and we speak against it, and we preach against it, and we behave against it, 
There are those who are false, fake Christians who will say, we stand against that. Lady, you just need to get out of the way. Because the people that are at the gates coming through the door would rip and rape you apart. They don't care about you. It's going to take Christian men who will stand firmly with confidence and courage in between you and the people who hate you while you're slinging stones at the people that are trying to intercede on your behalf. I don't blame her. I blame feminism. I blame weak men, weak Christian men who have disengaged. They've allowed bad theology to train generations of Christians to believe that the church should be separated from the public sphere. To teach the church that we're about to get raptured up out of here so we don't really have to actually dedicate our families, look to the multiple generations in the future. We don't actually have to discipline our every thought and our every moment as though it ripples through time because we think time's about over and we're about out of here. So we don't have any kind of responsibility or notion of responsibility for the future at all. We're completely off the hook. And that type of Christianity is cowardly. It's shirking the duty, but it's also looking at things going, well, it's supposed to get worse. And your response to things getting worse is, well, it's supposed to be this way. Which Christ do you serve? The Christ that tells you, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good? The Christ that tells you to go preach the gospel and teach them to obey? Or the Christ that says, you know what, don't worry about none of that junk, I got you. Don't Literally, don't do anything, I'll save you and give you eternity in paradise. Don't worry, because I'm so good, and you don't actually have to do anything. You don't have to do anything in response to the gospel. Nothing. Do nothing. And I got you. It's just stupid. There's, a, there's an article that I've tried to find. I can't confirm. I found it on several funny websites. It says, Disturbing new statistics shows that American stores receive more business after they have been labeled as racist by Yelp. Now, I tried to find this. I found this on iFunny. I found this on a couple websites. Oh, I can't find what actual uh, you know news site this says. But, you know, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it, which is a good time to say, go to go ahead and uh, go to humblewb.coffee. <laughs> go to humblewb.coffee, get your delicious air roasted coffee delivered right to your door. Member of a private membership association. The benefit there is that not only do you get delicious air roasted coffee with no additives, uh, it's all organic, it's all free trade, no preservatives, and it's perfectly roasted over a cushion of air. It's not burned in a bucket over a barrel and loaded up with a bunch of junk like 99% of coffees. And there's Bible verses on the side of the package and it blesses the people that help me out. Humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. All right, let's get going on this, uh, this Tom Fenton thing. Let's get going on this notice. So in response, remember, we've got this tweet. This is Tom Fenton. Breaking news that Jack Smith and Biden DOJ, with the support of the leftist D.C. judges, obtained sweeping subpoena on American citizens, including lists of Twitter users who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted by Trump's account. This is Tom Fitton in response. Uh, I'm Tom Fitton. I'm president of Judicial Watch, America's leading government watchdog organization. Uh, we have a simple request for Congress. Do your job. It's not enough to do investigations and reports. We need to stop the government corruption and abuse uh, that is so concerning to the American people. 
uh, in this new budget fight, we're basically the old budget fight that we're being asked to pretend is new, uh, the, there's an inflection point. Are we going to continue to fund Republicans in the House the wild abuse by the Biden administration of its political opponents, the mass censorship of tens of millions of Americans, the border invasion we've heard so much about, and the other wild abuses of power that are right now fully funded with Congress. And I don't know what we're talking about with a clean CR. I see a dirty CR, a CR that will fund the worst of dirty politics and corruption in our federal government. And there's a positive moral obligation right now, not next year, but right now, to stop the abuses, the effort to jail Trump on pretextual, unprecedented charges in a way never seen before in American history. An obligation to stop right now the Biden administration censorship of tens of millions of Americans. The obligation to stop right now the illicit use of tax monies to fund abortions in our military and elsewhere. The uh, right, we need to stop right now the attack on children through the promotion of transgender extremism. We need to stop right now the lack of serious investigation into the Biden administration corruption, specifically Biden corruption. We need a Justice Department or a special counsel that has confidence of the American people. All of these issues can be addressed in this continuing resolution. And if they don't want to address it, that suggests to me those who, for, for, who vote for it are on the side of corruption and those who oppose it are on the side of justice. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I, 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 I generally agree with him. Politically, I agree with him. What I don't agree with is the way that he's gone about it because it's, it's the same call your congressman. Call your congressman. Well, I, that hasn't been working out for me. This is the article from Newsweek. Jack Smith sparks MAGA fury over Donald Trump Twitter move. Uh, goes on to say, is this big enough? No, it's not. Let me jihad it real fast. This says, MAGA activists reacted with anger following the release of redacted documents related to a search warrant for Trump's Twitter, uh, Trump's account on Twitter, now called X, with many expressing concerns about free speech and privacy. In January, special counsel blah, 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 sought to Republican search history on X as well-drafted posts, blocks, mutes, blah, 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 blah. The warrant also requested a list of devices used to log on to information account with, uh, interacted with Trump, heavily, heavily redacted court filings show. And then it goes on to say, all information from the connect or notifications tab of the account, including all lists of Twitter users have been favorited Twitter tweets posted by the account, as well as all tweets that include the username associated with the account, i.e. mentions and replies, the warrant states. So this dude right here on the left uh, issued a search warrant for Donald J. Trump. So what I want to do is I want to write a notice. Now recognize here, let me do this if I can. Let me boom, boom, boom. Nope, nope, nope. Other way. Let me do this. And what we'll do is we'll do this right here. And uh, so notice, first of all, that the um, that the warrant has already been issued, that the, the, the subpoena, these subpoenas have already been issued. So this has already been done. Um, so what we're going to be doing is basically just sending notice of... Um, our rights. So what I want to do is I just want to walk through the process, kind of explain the process of how to do a notice um, for this. So what we'll do, and if I can, 
let me view zoom big there we go I want to do we always want to do it I always do Times New Roman and I always do it format uh, what's it called where are you at uh, format page and I want to do legal boom so legal now we want to do notice of cease and desist uh, and contract for rights violations because we want to get paid we want to actually go after people whenever they abuse our rights and they use the powers of government because they are in personam because they swore an oath. Notice the agent is notice to principal and notice to principal is notice to agent. And then I always kind of do three at the moment. Then we go right. Then we say I, Jaron Jackson. You put your name, one of the people, which is your standing, uh, or it's your yeah, your status uh, as. Oh, and, and people ask, can you write this and then make this available? No, I won't. You can take the time to go through the thing, and you can take the time to write your own, and you can take the time to do yourself uh, the favor of of doing this, as seen in. Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1. And just to show you where that's at, you can use your own constitution, but basically I'm in Oklahoma, Article 2, Oklahoma Constitution, Section 1. All political power is inherent in the people. So I am one of these people. That's where I'm rating it, right? So all political power is inherent in the people. So whenever I say in my notice, uh, I, as one of the people, as seen in Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, that's what I'm doing. And you might think, well, they're federal people. That's the U.S. Constitution. No, 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 no. The U.S. Constitution, uh, when they, um, when states are adopted into the Union, the federal Constitution agrees with all of the ratified state constitutions. And because they're all Republican in form, they all have the same frame of government, which is how we can do this because we have a republic and not a democracy. So because we have republics, you have rights and there are things that the government regulates, which is in the public. In fact, that's what a republic is, the res publica, the thing in the public, the res public, thing in the public. Um, so in a republic, the people have the right to administer the affairs because the government's affairs are open to be administered by all the people. And we are people, so we're standing on, uh, on our status in the law. So we do Republican in form, and I'll say this is a hat tip to my coach, friend, brother in Christ, Dave Jose. I've said before, he's on Twitter, Real Dave Cares For You, or Dave Cares For You uh, on Telegram. You can reach out to him, take his webinars, learn from him. I'm not going to... Uh, you know, pr present this stuff. So anyway, learn or not. Sui juris, which means by right. We've done this before. So you come in your own uh, lawful capacity. You have the right to do this. I'm not uh, doing it because a statute allows me. I'm not doing it because, uh, you know, someone said that I could. No one's given me permission. I'm doing it by right, which means Jesus gave me this power. Uh, sui juris... Republican in form, uh, do serve you. We want to say Merrick Garland because he's the dude in charge of the DOJ. He's the Attorney General. Uh, and Jack Smith. So we're coming right at Merrick and we're coming right at Jack. Excuse me. This notice uh, that you do provide immediate, uh, immediate due care, right? That you provide. Pff, I can't type. 
that you provide shoot that you provide I can't even type that you provide immediate due care right you know what and we'll uh, we'll throw in there a uh, by necessity you know we want to tell people hey what's up uh, please take notice let's see what are we going for that um, please take notice that uh, let's do I have um, the right to free speech and my rights are accepted which means they're outside uh, from the general powers of government all your rights are outside the powers of government. That's why they've been reserved and the government can't touch them, can't legislate on them. Social media companies um, uh, created by, the, let's do social media companies created by the government because whenever you are a business entity and the government creates your business entity, the government controls that because the government created it. Uh, are obligated uh, to open open records and comply with government. What we always want to do is we always want to tell them what the law is. So we're telling them what the law is. Uh, government, we don't want to just say you can't do this. We want to use the law, show them where they can't, show them where they're bound, show them what they're restricted to. And if the government has been granted power, we want to specify what powers the government has been granted. Right, I always do this, bold, and I always do these first four things bold. Please take notice that, right? Government uh, has power uh, to regulate commerce uh, according to the Constitution. And we're gonna do that. I'll show you this here earlier or later, but this is United States Constitution. You can go to Article One, uh, Section Eight. And this is just Ballotpedia Constitutions, Article 1, Section 8, to regulate commerce with foreign nations among several states and the Indian tribes. So the government can regulate commerce, which is exactly what they're doing whenever they send subpoenas to uh, entities that they create. So social media companies are entities created by government to do commerce. But we'll see here very soon how what's going on is going against the original grant uh, in legislation and working against um, the purpose of these companies. Um, government has power to regulate commerce according to the Constitution, uh, which requires all rights, um, let's see, which requires all rights, get my stuff out of the way. I got a lot of junk in my way. I'm reading off some notes which requires all rights, where did I go, where's my notes? Yep, such as free speech um, be secured. So government, the reason why government regulates commerce is to make it regular, which is the meaning of the word, by the way. Regulate doesn't mean micromanage, it means to make regular. So government has no power, has power to regulate commerce, which means it can make it regular. But the reason why it can make commerce regular is because commerce can't be predatory or violate, violate or trespass people's rights. So as long as your rights are not trespassed, people are permitted to do commerce. But if people are doing commerce and it trespasses your rights, then that commerce has to be regulated by the government because the purpose of government is to defend your rights. 
Make sense? Okay. Now that's not how government does things now. The way that government does things, the way that lawyers have been taught is to increase controversies by suing people in court for money. And the, what they do is they use statutory provision, which is what Jack Smith is doing, using statutory provision to reach down into corporations and control them in courts or with, you know, force of government in order to censor, silence, uh, you know, and attack the people. So uh, the original... Uh, legislative intent of the Communication Act of 1934, uh, which established um, government regulation um, of interstate and foreign commerce in communication. Uh, oh, I, I need to show that. So basically, if, if you went right now to, um, if you went right now to, let's just say Google, right? And you look up the uh, Communication Decency Act of, of 1996. This is what everything, this is what, um, this, is the communica this is the Communications Act that has the Section 230. See, Section 230 is what everyone is so focused on. See, the Communications Decency Act was added as an amendment out of concern about pornography and other sexual indecent material on the internet reaching minors. It included provision to verify age of site visitors, potential penalties, blah, blah, blah. This doesn't make sense. That's Free Speech Center. Let's find the actual... Right, so this is what everyone's harped on, section 230, section 230, section 230. Uh, and so it's, it's, see, it's got an executive order. We don't care about that. What we care about is the fact that where's the original, we care about the original uh, part. Okay, so let me blow this up, let me jihad this. See this, this is the original one. This is uh, begun Second City of Washington, third day of January, 1996, an act to promote competition and reduce regulation in order to secure lower prices and higher quality services for American telecommunications consumers and encourage the rapid deployment of new telecommunication technologies. So that's the purpose of the bill, right? But then it says what? References. You always look to that because the references are going to tell you where this is coming from. So imagine everything is on a line of continuum and part of our job to research the original legislative intent is to track it all the way back to the origin. So we need to know where the origin comes from. Except as otherwise expressly provided, whenever this act is an amendment or repeal is expressed in terms of an amendment to or repeal of a section or other provision, the reference shall be considered to be made under section other provision of the Communications Act of 1934. That is the beginning. So now let's go to the Communications Act of 1934, which is right here. Takes a lot of research for those people that, uh, for those people who are like, Jaron, you know, can you show me, like one lady was like, can you just uh, post a PDF? No, I won't post a PDF because I had to take time to like research all of these things. Um, this is this is part of the discipline. The discipline is you have to go all the way back to the very beginning, and it's not as just as it, as it seems. Like you have to put things together and track all the way back to the beginning because at the beginning is going to tell you where things are. Um, so if I just wrote this notice and just gave it to you, that's not actually you 
doing anything. That's you just taking what I've done and running with it. You need to have the discipline to do the research, to type the words in yourself, and that way you're participating. This is part of the training that we have been lulled to sleep to just vote Republican or give money to Judicial Watch or call your congressman. Those are easy things to do that aren't actually using your power. This is demonstrating the responsibility of learning the truth about the law. And now we're going to push or put that truth on paper and bring these people out into the public. That's what we're doing. So this is the original uh, legislation, right? And we read that from here. This is uh, the original title, Public Law Number 41673rd Congress, right? It's Senate Bill 3285, right? Uh, purposes of Act, creation of Federal Communications Commission. So this is the very first federal legislation creating creating something looking over stuff, right? For the purpose of regulating interstate and foreign commerce in communication. Do you see what they just did? Do you see what's happening, right? So you need to understand, this is Article 1, Section 8 of the of the Ulaga Constitution. Uh, can you tell what my brain's on? Article 1, United States Constitution. Article 1, Section 8. These are the granted powers the legislature can use. None of these powers say that they can regulate communication. Zero of them do. So the way that the government does this is by flexing on commerce, right? By regulating commerce. And by regulating commerce, they can get the beachhead into whatever thing that they want to. In this case, they're literally telling you, for the purpose of regulating interstate and foreign commerce. Do you see where that's at? Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, regulate commerce. Original statute, for the purpose of regulating internet or interstate and foreign commerce. The very first Communications Act is really regulating commerce. Does, I, I hope that makes sense. I won't belabor it further. In communication by wire or radio as to make available. Now, we don't really care about the wire or radio. What we care about is the fact that they're regulating interstate and foreign commerce. That is them pointing to the Constitution saying, this is where we get the power. When the legislature writes a law that's a specific power, that's a special law, a specific law from a general grant of authority. The general grants of authority come from general law. The general law is the Constitution. So you always go to where the general grant of authority is, and then you see the connection to the special law, the special grant of authority, because the special law is always, always, always in pursuance of the general grant. You can never have a special law that does not come from a general grant. So whenever uh, the legislature says, here's the regulating interstate, uh, interstate and foreign commerce, that is coming from the general grant right there in the Constitution. Okay, I, I've hit that. So they'll go on and say whatever, but then recognize uh, when they did their... Right, recognize the Communications Decency Act of 1996. Remember, 1,966, right? This act right here, it comes from what? The Communications Act of 1934. And don't go to this 47 U.S. Code 151. This right here is, this right here is always, it's a distraction. So anytime you're seeing 42 U.S. Code 151, 
42 U.S. code, 10 U.S. code, 8 U.S. code, 26 U.S. code, 2 U.S. code. Anytime you're seeing U.S. code, you're looking at the byproduct of an administrative uh, production. So that means it could be law, but it doesn't mean that it is law. And that's a rabbit trail we won't go down. But you always want to go to the original legislation. In this case, it's the Communications Act of 1934, which is this right here, which tells you that the purpose is what? To regulate interstate and foreign commerce. So the, the power of the federal legislation, the federal Congress, is drawing from Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3 to regulate commerce. All right, that's why we write what we write. All right, back to our notice. So the original legislative intent of the Communications Act of 1934, which established government regulation of internet or interstate and foreign commerce and communication, you literally just read that. Um, we want to continue. We want to say that it is... Um, uh, la, 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 la. It, uh, it prohibits government um, regulation. Um, no, no, it prevents government from putting, prevents government from putting uh, any regulation or condition to interfere with the right of free speech. The reason why we're going to say that, interfere looks like that. The reason why we say that is because when we go back to the original law, and this is why you got to read, you come all the way down to, uh, uh, I want to do section 326, right? Section 326. Now this, again, this is 48 pages that Jaron had to read through in order to get to this, right? Jaron had to read 48 pages to get to this, but this is why you go to the very beginning. Section 326 of the Communications Act of 1934. Nothing in this act shall be understood, understood or construed to give the commission of com, the commission, the Federal Communications Commission, the, the, the power, the authority that this is creating. Uh, to give the commission the power of censorship over the radio communications or signals transmitted by radio by any radio station and no regulation or condition shall be promulgated or fixed by the commission which shall interfere with the right of free speech by means of radio communication why did they have to write that why did the legislator why did the congress have to write that they had to write that because the power to regulate commerce cannot trespass your rights. In fact, the only reason the federal government has the power to regulate commerce is to make sure that rights are secured. So whenever they create the federal communicate the federal communications commission, they literally have to say nothing in this act shall be understood or construed what? To interfere with the right of free speech by means of radio communication. This is the original legislative intent. So whenever you have the 1996 Act that says, hey, it all comes from the Act of 1934, the reason why you track all the way to the beginning is so that you can understand the original legislative intent that Congress first said. And they will always tell the truth. They will always tell, we can't do this. We can't do that. You can't you know, go against this thing. You can't go on this jurisdiction. You got to move by the common law. You have to do this. You got to do that. It will always have that, which is why you're tracking all the way back to the original. So when you ask, Jaron, can you just publish this as a PDF? No. <laughs> no. I just, I just gave you, I just gave you all that, you know, like that right there, what I just explained in those four, those four minutes, 
took me a long time to research. So that's, you know, that's part of the discipline. Um, but I mean, you, you know, shoot, you just do this. That's, the, that's my rumble. Um, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Let's go back here. So the right of free speech. So that's where it says no right of free speech. Um, issuing subpoenas, which is spelled weird, um, based on content of speech, such as people who liked tweets by President Donald Trump, um, goes against the original legislative intent of Congress, uh, abuses the government's um, uh, what's it called? Abuses the government's regulatory power of commerce and violates protected speech. They can't target you. See evidence below. They can't target you based on the content of your speech, which is what they're doing. They're basically saying if you liked anything that President Trump said or did, that's content, right? So they're not saying that you can't say stuff. What they're doing is they're styling what President Trump did as criminal. That's their presumption. And by styling what President Trump did as criminal, anybody affiliated with that is somehow an accomplice. Well, that presumption works against their granted powers of commerce. They can't regulate commerce to construe what's being done or communicated as going against free speech. Make sense? And that's why we're writing what we're writing. So uh, this is, we're just going to now see the evidence, Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, Section 22. And this is Liberty of Speech and uh, press. So we're going to go back. And you, you can use your own state constitutions. You can use Oklahoma if you want to. You don't have to be in Oklahoma to use the Oklahoma Constitution because your rights in one state are your rights in another state because rights come from Jesus. That's right. Amen. Because Christian nationalists gave us the same frame of government in every state. Thank you, Christians who believe the Bible. Thank you, Jesus, who loves people to give good things. So we go down here to section 22, right? And we're just going to start here because I realize that if I do this, it does it a lot better. We're just going to cut and paste, cut and paste. No, 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 no. Control Z, enter, control V. And it looks weird. So we're going to put every and then acquitted, right? And then I'm just normally control A times boom done and then i do a control b boom all right so there you go there's your every and then quotes because we're quoting the law there we go quotes every person may freely speak write or publish his sentiments on all subjects being responsible for the abuse of that right and no law shall be passed to restrain or abridge the liberty of speech or the press in all criminal prosecutions for libel the truth of the matter alleged to be libelous may be given in, in evidence to the jury and if it shall appear to the jury that the matter charges libelous be true and was written or published with good motives and for justifiable ends the party shall be acquitted notice that what they're saying is that it's for libel truth right it's for libel which is against the party you recognize that jack smith's subpoenas 
presume criminal um, association with Trump, not for going against a specific person as by libel, but just fomenting disinformation. But yet you've got the ability to freely write, speak, publish on all things. No law shall be passed to restrain or abridge the liberty of speech or the press. That's that's a very high bar. <laughs> this dude's stupid. He's just dumb. Um, so now we're going to go to, and he's obviously you know corrupt, Constitution of the United States of America. We're going to go um, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, Note 3. And we're going to say, quote, to regulate, and this is, again, the quote is right here. This is Article 1, Section 8. We're going to quote this right here, right? That's what we're going to quote. So we're going to do this, copy, boom, boom, control V, control, nope, 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 control A, nope, yep, okay. And then times, boom. And then we bold this, control B. Then we quote this, boom, and we quote this, boom. Now, what we've just done is we've said where they can regulate commerce, right? We're, we're, we're telling them what the law is. We're telling you, you can regulate commerce. It's right there, boom, you can regulate commerce, but you can't go up against my rights. And what we're gonna do now is we're gonna point out, um, I'm gonna show you a Supreme Court case Hale versus Hinkle, Hale versus Hinkle from 1906. We're just going to quote down here, and I mean, you can read it. Be very leery of using Supreme Court cases, but I'm using it because it says this. There is a clear distinction between an individual and a corporation, and the latter, being a creature of the state, has the, not the constitutional right to refuse to submit its books and papers for an examination at the suit of the state. Now, what that means, now think about this. There's a distinction between the individual and the corporation, and then the Supremes tell you what the corporation is. Being a creature of the state, the state controls the entities in commerce because the state creates the entities in commerce, which is why Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3 that regulates commerce is why the original legislative intent is always about commerce. That's how they do it. So if you have an entity that's created by the government and it's participating in commerce, the government can regulate that entity in commerce. This is why I would encourage you to message my teacher, friend, law coach, and brother in Christ, Dave Jose, to get a private membership association because the private membership association is not created by the government. And if a private membership association is not created by the government, then the government cannot regulate that which is foreign to it. It says regulate commerce with the foreign nations, but not of the foreign nations. Right. So anyway, um, that's what's going on. Let's go back to our thing. So we're going to do that. Uh, regulate commerce, but then we're going to do Hale versus Hinkle. And this is going to say 201 U.S. 43, 1906, right? And we want to do, what do we want to do? Uh, we want to go back to that. We want to say there's a clear distinction here, right? We want to quote this. And the reason why we want to quote this is because we're showing them, we're showing them that there's a distinction between us and corporate entities. 
that they can't just they can't just come to us and presume that we're operating in commerce. They can't do that. Like there is a distinction here. But we're also saying right up here, remember, social media companies created by the government are obligated to uh, open records and comply with the government. That's what we're telling them right here. But also because that's a distinction, there's, there's a contrast here. The contrast is that the latter, which is the corporation, is a creature of the state. The creature of the state has not the constitutional right to refuse to submit its books and papers for an examination of the suit of the state. Which means that when the what's-his-face, Jack Smith, when what's-his-face comes to this social media company, he is coming to them, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, to regulate commerce because the Communications Act of 1934 gives the federal government the power to regulate interstate and foreign commerce. But because of Section 326, nothing in this act shall ever go against the right of free speech. So whenever this dude issues a subpoena, he's using the power of commerce, using this uh, original uh, this legislation with this original legislative intent, and he's breaching it. And he's doing it on the presumption that he can go to corporations and have them open up their books, which is exactly what he's doing. But him having them opening up their books is now a violation of speech because he's targeting people who liked, commented, retweeted, shared, and wrote about Trump, January 6th, or anything else like that. Which you can't do because Section 22 of the Oklahoma Constitution or the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution or whatever amendment are in your bills of rights of your other state constitutions protect your speech. So you can write, like, retweet, do anything. And this guy can't do anything about it. So the fact that he's issuing subpoenas is abusing government's regulatory power and commerce to violate protected speech. He can't do that. Which is why we're noticing him. We're telling him what's up. Okay. So uh, that's what's up. So there's that. So we've got the Constitution of the United States. We've got Hale versus Hinkle. Now we're going to do the Communication Act of 1934. Right, um, and we're gonna do the public law four one four one six seventy three section. Excuse me, three twenty six, and that is this. That's this right here. Right? Can I can I quote this? Nope, nope, nope. Can I copy? Does it copy? Yes. Uh, communications. Com communications. Okay. Uh, so we'll do this bold. Boom. Bold. Then we'll do this. Boom. And then we'll do... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Boom. All right. So nothing in this act shall be understood or construed. Yep. Okay. That's what we want. Then... We're going to come down. We're going to use some trusty maxims. We're just going to say the maxim of law, and you can get that. Uh, Charles A. Weissman, if you go to commonlawpeople.com, into your email, you get one for free. Um, if you're on Dave's channel, uh, people give it for free. You get a Black's Law Dictionary and all that kind of stuff. The main object of government is the protection um, and preservation of personal rights. Uh, private property 
and public liberties and upholding the law of God. That's an American maxim. Now, in order for me to show you that, this is selection of maxims. Let me find that so I can show it to you. Because if you don't see it, you don't believe it. Get my handy dandy camera. Boom. Uh, where is this? Right here. The main object of government is the protection and preservation of personal rights, private property, and public liberties, and upholding the law of God. There you go. There's your maxims. So we just use that maxim and we're basically telling them, listen bro, you can't do what you're doing. You're supposed to protect my liberty. You're not protecting my liberty because you're actually going against it using the presumption that goes against the original legislative intent. I caught you. Stop doing it. Now we want to please take notice that I wish for you to show me the constitutional power you were granted um, to use the government's uh, regulatory power in commerce as a means of violating protected uh, speech. So we're just asking for him to show in the Constitution where he can use the commerce powers to regulate speech, which is exactly what he's doing. Um, now we want to please take notice that you are a sworn trustee to the Constitution. Um, it is unlawful uh, to use powers to attack the beneficiaries of government. People create government uh, and may alter it to include contracting uh, with sworn trustees for violated rights whenever it serves the public good. Yep, and see evidence below. Then I want to do the Constitution. We'll do uh, Constitution, Constitution of the United States of America. Article 6, Clause 3, and we want to go to, where are you at? Nope. Article 6, Constitution, then we want to go to this. Where do we want to do this? Uh, sorry, I was reading something. Um, we don't do this, this. I always cut off the first and last letters because they kind of, you know, sometimes it doesn't quote like that. So we'll do this, do this. Boom. Now I want to do times, nope, times. 
this, this. All right, Constitution, Article 6, Clause 3, the senators and representatives before mentioned, and the members of the several state legislatures and all the executive and judicial officers, both the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution, but no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. That's what it reads. All right, now I want to do Oklahoma Constitution. And again, you can use your own, and I would encourage you to use your own. But you can use Oklahoma if you want. Uh, then we want to do Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1. Come to Oklahoma. Go up to this. Now see, watch. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you what it looks like. See if it does it. Oh, I did it. Okay. All right. I've been wrong. So this basically says... Uh, all political power is inherent in the people and government is instituted for the protection, security, and benefit and to promote the general welfare. And they have the right to alter or reform the same whenever the public good may require it, provided such change be not repugnant to the Constitution of the United States. That's what it says. So it's this part. We have the alter. We have the right to alter or reform the same whenever the public good may require it. We don't have to wait for Tuesday or Sunday or the continuing resolution. We don't have to call our congressman. We don't have to wait for any of that stuff. When you come by right, when you're sui juris, which this needs to be italicized because it's Latin. When you're coming by right, when you're coming Republican in form, you are someone who creates Republican governments. That's what we're doing. In the law, we are coming as the government's creator. So because we're coming as the government creator, we're now exercising our right to change government. That's not repugnant to the Constitution. Repugnant to the Constitution would be taking powers away that have been granted and ratified. So uh, you, you can't breach the trust uh, because the trust has been established. So um, you can't, you know, like if, um, if Oklahoma, if I'm in Oklahoma and I say, you know what, I want Oklahoma to, you know, have the ability to regulate commerce among the four nations. You can't do that because that power was granted to the U.S., the federal government. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to contract with these guys. We're going to contract with, uh, what's his face, Merrick Garland and Jack Smith because these guys are trustees, which is what we're telling them. Like, look, they're, you are a sworn trustee. Please take notice that you are a sworn trustee. All right. Uh, then we want to do um, uh, maxim of law. We want to say punishment is due if the words of an oath be false. Sometimes you just memorize stuff. Blacks, 840, right? Um, next one we want to do maxim of law, and I'll show them to you. Hold on. Um, an individual's rights, excuse me, individual's power to contract is unlimited. So we're going to tell people, hey, we can do stuff. And that's Hale versus Hinkle, which is actually what we quoted above. Uh, 201, 201 US 4374, right? And I want to make those bold. And those are, let me get back to my handy dandy camera, go to contract. So this is the one that shows contract, where are you at? Contract, where are you at? Contract. Oh shoot. 
There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, an individual's power to contract is unlimited. Hale versus Inkle, 201 US 4374. And then we want to do Oath, which is under 84, I believe. Oath. Punishment is due if the words of an oath be false. Black's 840. So there you go. There's your two maxims that we're using. And the maxims are without proof. They are the chiefest arguments in the law. And no one can disprove them. So we use maxims as our argument. As our argumentation. And a maximum properly applied is... You know, you can't undo it. Please take final notice. So this is where we're going to do our remedy. Please take final notice that it is my wish, demand, and contract with you. So we're telling them this is a contract. Do immediately cease and desist. Uh, issue. Well, we so we don't want to. We don't want to call them. Say issuing subpoenas. Uh, cease and desist. Um, issuing and um, uh, using information from subpoenas using information from subpoenas to social media companies to identify people based on the content of their protected speech. If you believe I am wrong, you may submit uh, affidavit. You may submit uh, an affidavit written and sworn under penalty of perjury uh, and postmarked within, let's give them seven days upon postmarked to the address below, and I'm not going to tell you what address that is, within seven days upon receipt of this notice, the evidence or constitutional authority granted to you to second page of notes granted to you um, to use commercial regulation regulatory Tory powers um, to censor free speech um, see censor free speech uh, or you agree by tacit acquiescence uh, to all statements herein, and this notice shall stand against you as evidence, truth, and fact, and law in all courts of record and that no court may rehear this matter shall. 
Where are we at? Oh yeah. And that you do violate um, my right to free speech um, with full knowledge, malice, and intent to breach the U.S. Constitution. Um, all responses not sworn under penalty of perjury are non-responses. And then we'll consider with the other stuff. Um, you may trample my rights for a fee of $1 million per infraction uh, upon express consent, upon my express consent. Um, Um, agreed to immediately upon receipt of this notice, right? And then if you want to, you can put in there clauses about all sorts of other stuff. Um, I would encourage you guys to go to Dave's content and research from that stuff so that you can understand, um, you know, under, under, understand other things that you can put into these things in order to give them a little bit more weight and power. Um, that way you can do that privately, that way you can do that peacefully. But what I wanted to do was just walk people through um, the law. And then I would do, send it to Merrick Garland, send it to Jack Smith, send it to Mike Johnson, the speaker, spend, send it to Jim Jordan, uh, the chairman of the US Judiciary, US House Judi Judiciary, and then send it to the Supreme Court. Tell as many people as possible, broad diffusion as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's you standing on your rights, which is which is good. <laughs> oh shoot, oh shoot, look at that, look at that, look at that. I, I, I messed with my camera, right? I messed with my camera to put it underneath this so that whenever I clicked this button, it didn't go. There you go. Now it goes. Folks, the gospel of Jesus Christ is his death, his burial, his resurrection is the only way to save. It's the only it's the only salvation from sin. You and our you and I are sinners. Jesus paid our fine. Uh, just like these people here, whenever you do trespass, you have God that's watching. He keeps perfect account of everything. Here we have to do vigilance and be vigilant in correcting our government. God is keeping a perfect tally. Colossians chapter 2 speaks about how Christ's blood wipes out all the trespass, all the evidence of our wrongs, wipes it all completely clean. When Jesus took the cross, he conquered sin. When he was buried, it shows that sin died with him. When he physically rose from the grave three days later, that shows that not only is he king, not only everything he was teaching was true, but it shows he has power over uh, death. He has life over death. When you, are, uh, when you are born again, you are baptized into him. You believe the gospel. You participate with him in that. You are dying to yourself and coming up. Uh, you're dying to yourself. Your sin is dying with you. 
and you're being born again into Christ. You're participating in Christ's baptism. This is important because this is how God says to do it. God, This is God's provision for salvation is that you believe the gospel. You need to believe the gospel. If you don't, you're not guaranteed the next second, the next minute, the next day. If you die in your sins and you do not know Jesus, you will go to hell. I don't want that for people. I want folks to repent. I want folks to turn away from their wrongs. I do want justice, but I want salvation and mercy and righteousness, humility and provision way more than that. Uh, I want justice. I absolutely want justice. And I repent of me wanting vengeance. But because I want justice, I want salvation. And because of that, I look to Jesus. Believe the gospel my friends. Best way that you can support me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. I hope this was, um, you know, you know, illuminating, illustrative, uh, insightful, entertaining, uh, inspiring, whatever. But this is where people, um, we're the ones supposed to control our government. The patriotswitch.com slash Jaren option is you taking your shopping, the money that you're already shopping and you're switching it over. It's a blessing to me. It's how, it's the best way for me to support the work that I do because what I just gave was just, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I mean, this, this, is, this is the back and forth. It's if you benefit from the knowledge, if you benefit from the presentation, if it's entertaining or whatever, there are ways that you can also benefit to switch your shopping from globalism to American manufacturing. You're actually going to get cost saving. You're going to get good products. It will be difficult to change how you think about stuff, but that's what we're going through anyway is changing how we think about stuff. But it's also a way that I get benefit because I'm able to support my family doing what I do and not have to charge money for stuff. Um, anyway, appreciate your time, Lord willing. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, oh, uh, tomorrow, uh, Lord willing, we'll talk about um, this new, I, I didn't cover it today because th th these take so long, but tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll cover the um, the new China virus. There's a new virus coming out that like targets kids and whatnot. And we'll talk about what you can take, what actions to take now in order to prevent and protect yourself if and when these godless commies try to lock things down. Because you can say, I will not comply, but... What you're doing when you do that is you're actually acknowledging the fact that they can tell you what to do. Don't say, I will not comply. What you should say is, this is the law. Stand on the law, not, don't be a rebel, be lawful, and stand on the law. Until next time, I'm Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Don't quit. Go to war.